Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom, presented by Manscaped. Use the promo code 20 Blue at manscaped.com. You get 20% off of your order and free shipping, so a great deal there. Uh, also, go to the Wolverine.com, get on our message board, get all of our premium articles for just a dollar for the entire year. We're asking you to do that. This week here, obviously a big week against Ohio State coming up next week, so you're, you're going to want to cash in on that here while you can. But, uh, fellas, how's it going? Going great, man. Looking ready. Looking forward to uh, these last couple of games. And, uh, man, it's exciting to be in the championship hunt in November. So, And let's be honest, guys. It's not the first time under Jim Harbaugh, and everybody's like, oh, you've never done anything and blah, 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 blah. He's been here before, but you feel like – I think with the defense having been overhauled that they're better prepared for Ohio state this time around guys. Am I wrong? Am I alone in that assessment? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, despite the, we're in that time of the year where, you know, it, it looks like it's 10 o'clock outside at 5 PM. It's gloomy. Yeah. The seasonal depression's kicking in, but I feel like the basketball's back. Michigan football's in the championship hunt. That's enough of a lift for me right now. So uh, everything's good. A lot to, you know, it's so it's going to be so hard for us this. I mean, over this next couple of days to just get through Maryland because we know what's on the line for Michigan still, but still want to play. Don't want to get caught overlooking all that. You know, all that type of stuff, right? But it's exciting to be in this spot. Um, we need a little bit of help this weekend, but I'm sure we'll talk about all that. But yeah, it's it's good to be back. Uh, good to be back with the two of you. That's the crazy part is that the assumption, Clay, is that Michigan State's going to get beat by Ohio State and that Michigan's going to handle Maryland. There are still two games to play here. Granted, the lines on these games indicate that, yeah, that should happen. But we've been fooled before. So uh, I don't see Michigan getting upset this game, though. And uh, and I certainly don't see Michigan State beating Ohio State. But I'll tell you what, that Ohio State pass game defense is, is not impressive. Michigan State's, by the way, is dead last. I was looking at CFB stats today, dead last. So I would imagine that, that Ohio State's going to put up 45 to 50. You know, it's just a matter of can Michigan State hold hang with them. I agree. Um yeah, it is kind of funny how many assumptions we're making when we're talking also about a top seven matchup that's going to be happening in Columbus. Like, I mean, it's a little weird. Like, it's a 19 and a half point spread. Now, I know, Chris, you've pointed out multiple times uh, that, you know, Michigan State could have a few losses this year, more than they already do, you know, with the one to Purdue. But, um, as, you know, when it comes to Michigan, yeah, Michigan's been in this spot before um, under Jim Harbaugh, you know, it does feel like this year now they were favored against Ohio state in 2018, but it does feel like this year a little bit that, you know, Ohio state's still going to have a big edge next week, but Michigan has a couple things going for, for it. Um, and one of those is just the resolve of this team. I mean, learning a lot in some of these games, specifically against Penn state, uh, the way they were able to battle back and that mental fortitude that they showed, I think is going to carry into this week against Maryland where I don't see them, uh, letting down. No, somebody asked, are you concerned about a letdown? I'm, I'm always, you know, if you're a team, you're probably always concerned about that. I mean, every coach and player that was asked this week, you know, they didn't say they were concerned, but like the way they answered talking about how big of a focus it needs to be to not look past Maryland. Like there's concern there. It's, it's a good thing at times to be concerned about something. Uh, so I think that's how this team's going to play. And, and I think they will, uh, you know, probably win by a couple touchdowns. 
Yeah, the thing, I think they'll win by more than that. And I'm looking at this matchup and I'm thinking, how is how is Maryland going to score? I'm looking at who they've played and who they haven't put points up on. They didn't put up many points on Michigan State. They moved the ball a little bit, but 21 points is not very much against the, the worst passing defense in college football. Uh, if you look at their running backs, their running game doesn't scare you. I think 112th in the country, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, like three and a half yards of carry. I mean, it's right. like Penn State where they run just to kind of – like throw you off, you know, it's, right, it's, it's exactly. nothing more. Yeah. But who's he throwing to guys? I, I aren't his top three receivers out now. I think they've just lost their freshman. Uh, so I don't know. Are they going to surprise him with a tight end? Are they going to run tackle eligible every play? Right. You know, are they going to throw Rakeem Jarrett's still healthy. That's a former five-star guy. So, but outside of go. him, I mean, if, if he's getting all the right. attention, like Michigan did a great job with Jahan Dotson last week, keeping him in front of him and keeping him out of the end zone. So you would think that, uh, you know, Jarrett or not, it's Michigan be able to handle that. I like, you know, I like how those corners have played over the last several weeks. Um, DJ Turner coming on has been huge for them and, uh, you know, getting Rod Moore out there and RJ Moten out there. And that's, that's allowed them to kind of, and Mike Barrett out there as well. It's kind of allowed Dax to play, I think in what a role that is a little more natural for him. And he was a big part of taking Dotson out of that game last week. So, you know, it feels like the one area where Maryland might be able to make things a little bit interesting you have to feel pretty good about really just everything Michigan has defensively to kind of wipe that out. So I, I don't, so here, here's the thing with Maryland is that, you know, we talk about where's the threat, you know, are they, I mean, concern to me always creates like you're always on high alert, especially this time of year, you're in the championship hunt. You have to win all of these games. Uh, but lest we forget that 2018 Maryland team that, you know, took, took Ohio state to whatever was overtime and, and a pass off their fingertips um, they were nearly able to pull off an upset there. So things can get weird this time of year, but I do feel like what you guys have both said with how this team has turned the page quickly, uh, has stayed really focused in the moment. I just feel like this game this weekend will be a pretty business-like uh, effort from them. Yeah, and the one thing that really impressed me was it wasn't like Dotson was being bracketed all game or double-covered all game. Those guys did a nice job back there. That Michigan secondary has been maligned. I think that Vince Gray has improved greatly. DJ Turner's obviously, he got beat a couple times. Sometimes guys make plays, yeah, but he was in position. And he plays with a little bit of swagger. And I see that from Rod Moore, too, which I think will help. And we'll talk about it next week in that secondary when they play Ohio State. Something about the Ohio kids playing against Ohio State guys that, uh, you know, going back to the Bo Schembechler era, they got that chip on their shoulders. So, uh, but again, we got Michigan-Maryland coming up, and I guess that's what we need to focus on. Hopefully they're doing a better job of it in schembechler Hall than we are right now, Clay. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, I've said it a couple times during some of these trap game weeks. Uh, you know, you look at Northwestern, Indiana, all that, and it's like, man, you're at these press conferences, and there's like hardly any questions about the opponent or the matchup this weekend, which is scary. Rod Moore did get a question about Maryland. He seemed like he watched quite a bit of film on them, knew exactly what the strengths and weaknesses of that offense were. And uh, Jim Harbaugh said that the true freshman, and they can track the hours on these iPads, by the way, he watches more film than anybody. So, yeah, his emergence, and, and Harbaugh mentioned it too this week, like the amount of, or it might have been after the game uh, against Penn State like the amount of guys this year that have are having their best seasons or have had their best games of their careers like there's guys getting better throughout the year it's a great sign um, you want to ascend in kind of crescendo at the end um, and you know that could potentially happen here this week Ohio State we've seen them play really well against Michigan after coming off of you know a devastating loss to um, you know in 2015 to Michigan State playing a tough game you know 
I don't know if if that's going to impact the fact that they have such a tough game this weekend. But if you're Michigan and you do take care of business and stay healthy, you got to like the way you're trending. Uh, you want a tough game. You know, you get to maybe rest some guys in the second half in this one and then go into Ohio State. You're right. I mean, we're overlooking Maryland to an extent. Good thing we're not in that building and I don't have a game plan to come up with. Um, but yeah, and by the way, Maryland does have a good tight end. And I'll try to pronounce his name. Chig- Chigozim Okwankwo. Very, very good. Um, tight end. 20 catches over the last two weeks. Nice job. I think that was pretty yeah. <laughs> two, uh 20 catches over the last two weeks. 200 yards, two touchdowns. He's got five touchdowns for the year, 400 yards. So he's a formidable threat. But like when you're talking about an offense where you could key on one or two guys, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough day, I think, for Maryland. And then when you also look at their offensive line, which is a big offensive line, tall on the, you know, even at guard, they got a six, seven guard. You got to block Aiden Hutchison and David Ajabo. I mean, Penn State had bad tackles last week. They got exposed. Like, I don't even care if you have pretty good tackles. I mean, these guys are just unbelievable right now at rushing the passer. So we can talk all we want about the secondary too, but he's not going to have a ton of time. Yeah, and Tolia Tagovailoa is uh, come on, give a better effort. (laughs) I know he can move, man. Uh, That's the thing, and that's what everybody was talking about, Clifford. And uh, and I was looking at the stats, and and the quarterback hasn't been running much, and neither was Clifford going into this game. But if you needed that extra, okay, option here, I'm thinking, okay, Clifford, they're going to use him. And we wrote this in the pregame. We said this is going to be a guy that can uh, is probably going to get healthy all of a sudden, and you're going to see him on some of those quarterback draws, and you're going to see him scramble a little bit. They got to do a good job keeping this kid in the pocket because he can move. So at the same time, AB, when he gets rattled, man, he makes some bad decisions. And I've been watching Maryland quite a bit, uh, you know, on Big Ten two or Fox Sports five or ESPN the Ocho this year, you know, in those in those time slots. And uh, and he gets when he gets rattled, man, he really he really uh, throws some bad balls. Yeah, he does. And, and there is a little, there is a little bit of extra juice, you know, for this being a game that, you know, people will call a quote unquote trap game. There is a little bit of extra juice there, given that uh, Dan Enos, who was in Schembechler Hall, I think for maybe eight days uh, before taking another job, he had a cup of coffee there. He's Maryland's offensive coordinator. Uh, There's obviously the, the, I don't know if bad blood's the way to put it, but the the story thread with Josh Gaddis and Mike Loxley and, and George Hilo came from Maryland last year. So there's there's a little bit of extra motivation in, in that building to to make sure you go out and get the job done outside of, hey, you have to win and keep yourself in the conversation anyway. So, you know, I don't know if there's a matchup on this field on Saturday where Maryland can really attack or exploit anything that Michigan does. I mean, Michigan still has, you know, we, we have our fair share of, know questions heading into the Ohio State game and things like that but Maryland doesn't have the goods to exploit any of that if really it only comes down to like if Michigan's pass rush just does not show up which I don't see happening I mean Aiden Hutchinson is a high motor guy David Ojabo is a high motor guy even if one of those guys are off Mike Morris has played really well Uh, Taylor Upshaw has come on has played really well the last few weeks there's no you know you don't want to completely write a team off but I just don't I don't see the ingredients in play where like I look at this, I look at this Vegas spread. We'll talk about the picks later on uh, Michigan's a 14 and a half point favorite. Like that's, that just seems, um, you know, I hesitate to say criminally low, but I don't see a scenario where Michigan wins by less than that. Yeah. 
And I agree with you. And that's funny because uh, when I saw it and I'm looking at the matchups and I'm looking at who, what they scored against who, and I understand that the transitive property doesn't necessarily work, but when you're looking at comparable defenses, for example, Penn State, I think is pretty comparable to Michigan and what they've accomplished defensively this year. And you think, okay, uh, are they really going to put up, you know, 20 points or 21 points on Michigan? And if they do, you know, that means, you know, 14 point spread. Michigan's not going to get to 35 against this team when teams have been, you know, maybe it's going to be a ball control game and they, you know, and they, and they, the, the game goes fast or something. And Hassan Haskins runs for 150, 170 yards again and they, they keep moving the chains, but. I just don't see it. So uh, it's not like it's going to be a weather game, guys. It looks like it's going to be 50 degrees and mostly cloudy, no wind. Uh, by the way, that wind was howling last week. You guys, uh, I don't think people could appreciate how what Cade McNamara accomplished going into that wind, that pass to uh, to Roman Wilson, for example, that rope to the end zone was into the teeth of a strong 25-mile-an-hour wind. So he's not going to have that issue this week. Uh, Jim Harbaugh won't be burning his pants on the sidelines. I don't think you'll see the uh, – I don't think you'll see the space heaters out there so uh, maybe next week when they're predicting maybe a little bit of snow for that Ohio State game which I think would be a lot of fun so but to me I'm right there with you AB I don't see how Maryland has the juice to win this game without some help now if you turn the ball over which Haskins hasn't done all year knock on wood or if you know Kate McNamara gets some of those balls knocked down and they get picked off maybe maybe a kick return uh, Maryland seems to have one of those uh, you know a year uh, or two of those a year so other than that I like Michigan in this game I think they do actually have two return touchdowns this year. So you're right. Maybe they got their two out of the way, though, uh, before this game. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would concern me is one, self-inflicted wounds if you're Michigan. that That's the case in every game. Uh, and then the fact that they do have a gunslinger at quarterback, like, you never know. I know they don't have the weapons, but you just never know. Also, Mike Loxley talking this week about how no player on the roster has made a bowl game. They're 5-5. Five and five. They could get there with a win here at senior day couple storylines there but I wanted to read this Mike Loxley uh, quote as we wrap up football talk here talking about Michigan they've done a great job of not beating themselves and putting themselves in, in position where they're competing for a Big Ten title which I think it'll come down to their game behind our game I think they have a big game next week against Ohio State like he's not admitting defeat and I think he might have just worded that wrong but like <laughs> what are we talking about here I mean he has a chance to give them their second loss yeah, that was funny. Uh, when I saw that quote, I'm thinking, uh, Mike, are you are you looking at your schedule? Do you understand that you're playing this week and that they have one loss already, right? So it cracked yeah. me up. But all, the, all brought this up. talk about yeah, all this talk about not looking ahead for Michigan, like Maryland is actually like looking ahead there, sort for of for them, so. like as a fan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I liked the uh, that you brought up the Loxley Gaddis thing because that was kind of fun when they went back and forth with that. Well, he didn't call the plays I did. Well, I organized the offense with all this that. Uh, we didn't hear any of that this week, so uh, I think that's kind of gone by the wayside. But uh, yeah, the, to me, the, the Dan Enos thing, you know, how goofy was that? What a weird chapter. Uh, in in Michigan football history or page, if you want to call it that, and uh, but I like the staff now. I think he's figured it out, and th that we're even talking about this guys at this point of the year when none of us predicted this is pretty exciting. Let's get into that Ohio State game with everything on the line. Let's take care of business this weekend, Buckeyes and Wolverines, and and get it back to what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be a similar game to, if you remember Indiana in 2019, 39-14 win when Michigan started to really open up that. Passing attack looked good. It was kind of with the momentum there after three straight wins, uh, you know, blowout wins going into Ohio State, and you want to have that momentum. But, um, you know, we can talk a little bit more, I guess, when we pick some games at the end about exactly where we see. I think we all have Michigan 
at least covering, you know, I mean, sounds like Chris, you may have even bigger blowout and maybe Anthony, you too. So I, I don't have a final score yet, but any final thoughts on football before we turn the page, so to speak to uh, basketball a little bit? Yeah, I guess I would just like, I'm going to go through real quick and on all these games against Maryland uh, under Harbaugh 28, 20, I mean, these are all Michigan wins. They haven't lost since 2014, which was a nightmare game, but 2015, 28-0 Michigan. 2016, 59-3 Michigan. 2017, 35-10 Michigan. 2018, 42-21 Michigan. 2019, 38-7. They didn't play last year because of the COVID outbreak. Um, any game in, in that stretch of scores I just named, I could see being what happened Saturday. I, I don't see a, um, you know, a... It seems like there have been a couple times where Michigan's played like Indiana the week before the Ohio State game, and things have gotten nutty and weird. I just don't see it this week. No, I agree with you. I don't think that they have it on either side of the ball to keep this game close without some help, and I don't see this Michigan team wilting. Love the leadership. You guys saw the Cade McNamara interview on the sidelines last week. I got teary a little bit. Not not really, but kind of. You know what I mean? It was uh, pretty impressive uh, what you see from these guys and how much they really care about each other. So that's why I think they take care of business this week. That's why I think they have more than a puncher's chance to beat Ohio State. Not predicting that, but let's get there and see what happens, guys. Can't wait. No question. You can admit you cried a little bit. During, you weeped. Just a little tear. <laughs> wept. Yeah. So. Just a, just a tear. There, there are no go. tears to shed in this cold, dark heart of mine. So, but it was cool <laughs> to see. <laughs> I've gotten that sense about you, AB. That's all right. Maybe when they beat the maybe when they beat the Buckeyes, we'll have a camera on you just to see. Hey, you know, there's, there's. I, I would love, I would love for that to happen. I would love to feel something. So, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you have it. There you go. All right, let's flip to basketball. But before we do, we'll talk a little bit more about Manscaped, Chris's favorite company. Uh, the holiday season, yes. this holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Not to mention, it includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which they just sent us last week uh, to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws. I don't have in-laws, but I'm just reading here, guys. Gift yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code 20GOBLUE by going to manscaped.com. It was 2 million men worldwide just a couple months ago. So I think with our help, they have doubled their base. Uh, Chris, I mean, fantastic company, proud to be partnered. We laugh about it because they give us these funny reads. I think they're just messing with us, but it's a great product. It really is, man. Uh, you can use it for your chest hair, too, just so you know, guys. You can cut carve cartoon shapes in there. Last week for me was Wiley Coyote in honor of user Wiley Coyote on the site, um, which is fantastic. We love you. So, uh, yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. Uh, and I got to tell you, I got the shampoo and the conditioner and the body wash, too, man. And that stuff's fantastic as well. So I wouldn't say it if it weren't true. We don't endorse anything that we don't. Uh, really stand behind and uh, to me fantastic product well the higher-ups asked us like if you don't like it we will not advertise with them and, and here right. we are anthony have you gotten your box yet sent to you yes uh gotten gotten all that stuff uh, i was actually a customer of theirs before uh jumping on with the wolverine um you know carve my i'll cover my picks every week into you know my chest hair here so 
that's how I do my column each week. So um, <laughs> no, it, it's a it's it's a great product. Uh, we're we're extremely lucky to have them as a part of it. Uh, and like I said, I I do not put my name or an endorsement next to next to I you know I bow to no sponsor, so to speak. I, if I didn't believe in what they're doing, so uh, we appreciate the people at Manscaped for hooking us up and making us smell good. Just don't use the lawnmower on the beard, man. There's different tools for that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's no shave November, so no beard, no beard stuff going on there. You wouldn't be able to tell anyway with me. So. Nah, either. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, I shaved this morning, so it's it's back Look already. Yeah, I'm jealous, brother. <laughs> All right, let, let's talk hoops real quick before we uh, pick a few games from around the country in the college football world. Michigan in Vegas got in late, late. Uh, on Wednesday night to try to uh, acclimate to the uh, time zone there. We're going to have to acclimate here from the Eastern time zone as Michigan plays Friday night at, or really Saturday morning at 1230, and then potentially Monday morning at 1230 a.m. But coming off of a, I mean, it's a, it's not a bad loss. Like if you just look at it like before the game, like I didn't think it'd be some terrible loss if they were to drop it. And, and I thought they might have coming in. But when you have an 11-point lead in the second half, when you look like you could do some things against Seton Hall and did for much of the game, even without playing your best game, and you, you lose that lead, you fail to execute down the stretch. I mean, some of those turnovers, I think it was eight in the last 15 minutes, missed free throws, um, you know, just, just some bad decision-making as well. It just kind of all fell apart there, and they were pretty down on themselves after the game. So a, a tough loss, but you're going into a, a big weekend. And not getting Hunter Dickinson as touches, right, uh, to me was kind of criminal. And uh, I, I get that he has a little added attention, uh, but you got to get the big man as touches and then go from there. So uh, it was disappointing. Caleb Houston, a, a game that he'd like to forget. Uh, you aren't going to win any games hardly at all if he shoots like he did and plays like he did. Those guys, some of the freshmen were letting their – lack of offense affect their defense. That's something that John Beeline always used to say. Don't let, you know, missed shots affect what you do on the other end of the floor. Easier said than done. But uh, to me, they'll bounce back. I think they can win this tournament. I think they'll win a couple of games. And uh, we won't get any sleep, which is going to make next week even harder. I was just thinking about that, guys. We've got a short week as it is. We're trying to cram everything into three, gate, three days before Thanksgiving. And, uh, and here we are. But – you know what? It is what it is. Uh, it's what we do at the Wolverine.com. We grind. So uh, bring it on. Yeah. You know, I look at Tuesday's game as uh, all you can really do is turn the page. I mean, I think guys, the guys that we talked to after the game, uh, Juwan Howard, who we talked to after the game, they would all admit to you, like they let one slip away. And, you know, the the lack of, of shooting outside of Eli Brooks and, and the lack of touches for Hunter Dickinson was, was a little bit troubling, uh, but college, you play a lot of games in college basketball, especially things are so early. They have so many new pieces right now. Um, you know, in the vacuum of one game, I can't really get concerned about much of anything. Uh, it, it only becomes a concern to me if it becomes a trend. So, uh, but you know, all you do is you turn the page, you move on to this next round of games. You're going to play a, you know, what I think will be a pretty competitive couple games against UNLV. And then if you win Friday, regardless, you'll play, either Arizona or Wichita state next. So, you know, it's just a matter of turning the page and it's a learning experience for young guys. Um, you know, I, I know they've got, you know, guys like Brooks who've been around forever and D Dickinson is, you know, a sophomore and you've got some guys who have played a lot of college basketball, but there's a lot of guys in that rotation right now who haven't played a lot of college basketball. So 
uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, like I said, it is going to be a um, going to be a put a put. I'm not much of a caffeine or a coffee guy, but it will be a caffeine Friday and and probably ca- just a caffeine weekend uh, for me. We've got a lot going on and a lot going on to then into next week. But um, it is a um, I say it's the blessing and the curse. Not really a curse, but you know, uh, I, I'm I'm happy to that we have two really good teams to cover regardless of the time of year, because let's be honest, we'll be watching anyways. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll hammer it out, but yeah, I'm not, there's the, the level of concern for me is, um, you know, if they struggled two games this weekend, then we, maybe we can start talking about, you know, what's going on and, and how they need to get better. But even if they struggle in non-conference play, like just call me in January when the games start yep. to matter, but you know, February, March, that's when you really want to start rounding into form and, they're not there yet, and that's fine. That's a lot of basketball to play still, so I'm not hitting the panic button at all. Nope, I agree, and let's hope that we're still covering uh, football on December 4th as well, and that it overlaps then. So it would be nice to get to Indianapolis uh, for yeah. a reason other other than basketball. Yeah, and we have our room booked at the JW and Indy there for that Saturday night. So uh, should be, I'm just kidding, of course. But, I mean, they got a shot, and it's better than you could say coming into the season when no one thought they did uh, or would at this point in the year. So. Uh, pretty damn good you're right anthony i I think about this basketball thing like Devontae jones said coming into the year there's going to be growing pains we saw him he's going to have his own growing pains i mean he didn't have a great especially second half in that game he had flashes but for every one good play it felt like he made a bad decision um you know not as steady and reliable as you saw xavier simpson and mike smith be but this is a different team that's going to learn and somebody asked us in our thursday chat on the site is this a final four team and i said it doesn't matter because you don't have to be a Final Four team right now. We've seen that in the past. We saw it in 2018. We've seen it with other past Final Four teams, not just in in Ann Arbor. So uh, plenty of time to go. There were some things that concerned me, but it's not like this big picture thing where I'm overly concerned. They got to clean some things up and be be better. And Chris, I think you're you're right about the defense. Uh, you're the offense affecting the defense and. It's easier to do that or easier to not have that happen when you're older. So some of these freshmen are just going to have to learn that. Uh, you know, you can still win games, Caleb Houston, if you're not shooting. And he wasn't bad on defense or anything. They're terrible by all means. But you can win a game even if you do shoot one on nine uh, by, you know, playing better defense and team defense. So uh, I think that's going to be an important lesson for this team to learn. Yeah, and he got lost a couple times, and so did yeah. Kobe Bufkin. And when you lose those Musa. shooters uh, – you know what? And then you give up the three uh, again, like Beeline used to say. And I'm just going to bring it up. It doesn't mean anything, guys. I'm just he, he said some pretty bright things here. This guy was a good coach. And he'd say, you know, you n- are never comfortable, even with a nine point lead with a minute to go with that three point line. And that's exactly, you know, how uh, they would answer. Seton Hall would answer Michigan's runs, guys, with uh, a, a quick three. You know, you wouldn't they wouldn't have any time to savor their lead and to dig in because they were giving up looks on the other end. That just can't happen. So, and I think it'll be fixed with Jawan Howard has proven time and again that he's a defense first guy, and uh, they watch plenty of film. So, it maybe was uh, a blessing. Uh, you know, you don't like to lose, but they got their attention. Uh, they maybe were reading their press clippings a little bit. These freshmen, and they understand now after playing a good team that it's going to be a little tougher probably than they thought it was. So that's not necessarily a terrible thing. Are you blaming us for the press clippings thing? I'm blaming you, absolutely. Okay. So, All right. yeah, as I always do. One other thing I'll say is that I think it's, you know, a lot of these non-conference games, you'll see you know, these teams just throw out these bye games or you're playing, you know, North Dakota Institute for the, the I don't know, something. Yeah. 
and you just blow teams out and you don't get better. Careful. Uh, I think between right. Buffalo and Seton Hall, Michigan's played a pair of teams that those are NCAA caliber opponents. Yes. So, yep. you know, if you believe that iron sharpens iron and that you can learn from that, I, I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to drop a game now. Now there are games later on in the year you don't want to drop because they'll cost you a championship, but um you know, I think Seton Hall deserves a lot of credit too. I think Michigan defended yes. well most of the night, and that team hit a lot of tough shots. So, just a good—I mean, I thought the atmosphere was good on Tuesday night. The teams were both kind of getting after it. Objectively speaking, a fun basketball game—one that Michigan let slip away. But I have a feeling if they're in that situation again um, in a game like that, they'll be all the better for it. Yep. And these guys are, haven't played together much, guys. That's the thing. I mean, last year they were spoiled a little bit. Franz Wagner uh, hit a lot of warts, guys, defensively, let's be honest. And uh, they had a couple more guys that had played together more often. But these guys are still getting to know each other and their tendencies. I think they're going to be just fine. How about Franz in the NBA, too? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Arizona is going to be the biggest test if they do draw them. Uh, 26 on Ken Palm. Very, very good defensively. Number one in the country in effective field goal percentage, 31.6. Haven't played anybody. It's small sample size. Uh, UT Rio Grand uh, or <laughs> Grande, exactly. Northern Arizona, North Dakota State. State. So you are almost right about some of you know who these teams have played. But we'll see how it plays out this weekend. Talk about it next week. Anthony, you have uh, the keys here. Uh, you know for these college football picks. What games are we picking? And uh, yeah, floor is yours. All right, well, we're going to start. All right, well, first off, need to reset. This is the first week we're throwing Chris into the picks with us, so we'll move a little bit quicker uh, in that regard with a third voice here. But just to recap for the year, um, I'm 17 and 13 on the year. Clayton is 15 and 15. Uh, no one's really pulled away bowl yet. Eligible. Four and two. Yeah, we're both bowl eligible. Um, <laughs> I went four and two last week. Clayton went three and three. We are going to start this week in Columbus, as we talked before, Michigan State going to Ohio State. Uh, the Buckeyes are a 19 point favorite. I'll just uh, I'll lead with my pick. I have I have Michigan State covering that number. I feel like this is kind of the opposite of what last week's spread was. I thought um, Ohio State had a pretty good chance to blow away that 21 point spread uh, against Purdue, and they did. Uh, you know, regardless of how we feel about Michigan State, I think that we've shown that uh, that they've shown that they can be explosive offensively. They can take advantage of what I think is a pretty pedestrian back seven that Ohio State has. So. I think Ohio State will win. I think they'll probably do it by multiple scores, but uh, that's a lot of points in a, in a top 10 matchup, so I'll take the Spartans there. I like uh, Ohio State 45-28 or something like that, and I agree that Michigan State will cover. Um, and would it surprise me if they stayed in this game a little bit longer and matched them score for score for a while? No, it would not. So uh, I'm ex- anxious to see that game. I think that's a noon game, right? Michigan-Maryland yep. is 12, as 3.30, so, uh, but I'm with you, A.B., on that one. I got Ohio State covering, but like you said, nothing would surprise me in this game because Michigan State does have some weapons in Peyton Thorne and a good running back. So, uh, But I got Ohio State covering. Um, I feel like everyone's kind of tempted to just take that 19, but I think it's there for a reason. So I'll, I'll take the Buckeyes. And how about Michigan fans having a root for Ohio State this weekend? I don't root uh, for you're rooting for results. You're rooting not rooting for the team. You know? Semantics. <laughs> so I'm still rooting for Ohio Anthony. State. Same page. Yeah. Same page. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to the West Coast now. Rivalry game. UCLA is a three-and-a-half point favorite at USC. Don't know how much Pac-12 football you guys have watched this year. Uh, I think USC is starting a freshman quarterback this week. Uh, three-and-a-half points for UCLA seems a little bit low. I'm going with the Bruins here. 
I agree. Zach Charbonnet is going to make the most of his nine carries. Probably have 160 yards on those nine carries. I don't know what it is. He's going to be at a pitch count, but it's going to run well. And, uh, yeah, I like the Bruins in this one. I think they smell some blood there. Uh, I like them to cover. Yeah, tough, tough road trip for them, uh, you know, a few streets down. I got them, too. You said, have you guys watched that much Pac-12 football? They're one of the teams I've watched the most in the Pac-12, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a little biased. I didn't do my research this week, so uh, UCLA. Well, if you didn't do your research, then you're going to have a chance to improve on that 15-15 and 15 record. Just flip Exactly. Around. Exactly. Yeah. I scared myself last week because I did some <laughs> looking up stuff. But Yeah, well, that was your first mistake. All right, what's next, A.B.? All right, let's go to the Big 12 now. Uh, everyone's favorite head coach, a champion of life, a guy who has coached the most together football team in the country, according to him. Matt Campbell in Iowa State traveled to Oklahoma, who's coming off of a loss at Baylor. They've kind of been shaky all year. Uh, Oklahoma's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this game. Uh, I feel like they are still kind of on the outside looking in. Uh, I don't think they're – they're probably not going to be a playoff team, but I feel like coming off of uh, – Coming off the loss to Baylor and Iowa State just has not performed as advertised this year. Uh, I'm gonna get take Oklahoma here. And where's that game? Uh, in Norman. In Norman, I like Oklahoma, and I think they're gonna come back with a little chip on their shoulder. Matt Campbell's played these guys tough, right? It's probably as tough as anybody over the last several years, and uh, he can't beat Iowa, but he can beat Oklahoma, right? So, or at least play them really tough. So, I like Oklahoma to cover. No, AB, I'm not just following your picks because you're 17 and 13. This is how I really <laughs> feel. So, uh, I think well, they're the smartest, most handsome man alive. That's what. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, I like Oklahoma to cover that. Well, I mean, Iowa State does have all their goals still in front of them, as Matt Campbell said, but I, I will take Oklahoma, too. I feel like right when we think they're dead or they suck or whatever, they keep coming back. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take them as well. All right, let's move on to another Pac-12 game. We're hopping all over the country this week. I love it, cause, actually, because a lot of the Big Ten matchups stink. But regardless, uh, Oregon is traveling to Utah. Utah is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, this has a tie to Michigan in that Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State, finishes 10-2. and two. Rose Bowl is still kind of in play. Uh, Oregon's in play for the playoff. Uh, Utah is um, never an easy team to, to go up against, but Oregon, uh, three-and-a-half-point underdog at Utah. I'm going with the Ducks here. Uh, that's that's my pick for this game. But Utah is a tough place to play. I don't know if you were out there, A.B., when Michigan played out there. That place was crazy, and uh, it was fun. A great road trip, but guess what? Uh, Oregon has proven that they can go on the road and beat good teams. They did it to Ohio State, which is obviously a tough place to play. I like Oregon, too. Uh, I think Oregon's going to win this game, frankly. So torn on this one because everyone's been pointing to this for weeks, that this is going to be Oregon's next you know, loss or whatever to kind of knock them out. So that kind of makes me think that they're just going to get the job done as well. So I'm going to go with them. I hate to agree with you guys, but got the Ducks. We hate it too. Especially given your record. Hey, I'm. You're not going to lose any money if you take my bets. You're going to just come out even, even Steven. There's a yeah. There's a yeah. There's a fee to play. That's true. But these picks are for entertainment purposes only. As long as you stay entertained, that's all that matters. Uh, Next game. Now we travel to another team in the Alliance, ACC. Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson's had a down year, but Clemson is a four and a half point favorite in this game. I don't know. Uh, Clemson feels like they've been playing a little bit late uh better of late uh i think wake forest has been i can't say a fraudulent team it's just been kind of a crazy year in the acc but i feel like that uh you know if, 
if Clemson's going to get back to being what they have been next year, because it's all out of the running for them this year, you got to get on a roll here at the end of the year. I'm going with Clemson in this game. I agree. And I think uh, when you look at Clemson, um, I don't think Wake Forest is ready for this yet, you know, and we can say, okay, they're going to go in there and and play them tough, whatever. Uh, I think Clemson's got better players. I think they're going to, like you said, they've been playing a little bit better lately. Uh, I like Clemson in this one. All right, screw it. I'm going with Wake Forest to cover four and a half. Okay, It's another, it's another notable game in that, you know, again, if Michigan say the Rose Bowl doesn't happen you go to a peach bowl, seeing Wake Forest is a lot there. So, so the reason I threw it on the list. All right. The game that we are here to talk about, Michigan is a 14 and a half point favorite at Maryland. I think we've all kind of said that feels a bit low. We've talked about the game already, why we feel this way. It's Michigan for me. Oh, yeah. I, I agree 100%. I don't know how – I don't think Maryland's going to score over 13 points, and I think Michigan will move the ball well. I think they're going to score more than 17. So uh, I like Michigan handily in this one probably by three scores. Yeah, you talked about it earlier with the math just not adding up on this one because of how bad Maryland's defense is, 77th against the run, I think 112th against the pass. Uh, Michigan's going to have their way. It feels like this team is kind of trending up here at the end of the season. Going into Ohio State, they're motivated. They're going to get it done, 20 points, something like that. Haven't settled on a final score, but they'll cover the 14.5, you would hope, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Then you turn the page immediately to Ohio State. Well. Chris, uh, Chris is backing me on everything, so we'll see if he puts his money where his mouth is this week. I will Are say those this: all the same. They're all the same. Uh, <laughs> Are they really? <laughs> this isn't going to be an Illinois. I mean, this won't be Illinois basketball claiming that they have a claim to the Big Ten title if you win this week's of picks and then you have a better win percentage than us. Just want to put. That I'm out no there. dummy, Broom. I'm no dummy, Broom. I just look at who's winning and I just follow <laughs> the guy. It's like when you used to call the 900 numbers, not for anything other than betting. And uh, just to get the guy's pick, she's always like, oh, I, I won this, this, and I'll give you a guaranteed winner. Uh, I just follow Broom. I follow the guys. I follow the winners. That's all I do. I'll take it. Yep. I'll take it. That's fine. All right. Any other final words? Otherwise, we're out of here and sending you off to uh, a big Michigan football and basketball weekend here presented by Manscaped. So everyone go do that. 20% off. 20 go blue is the uh, promo code. Any final words, fellas? I'm going with the Roadrunner this week in the chest hair. That's all I wanted to say. There you go. <laughs> if Room. anybody cares. Uh, ca- caffeinate, friends. We've got a long, busy week. Really a long co- – I mean, because a, ga- a lot of big games coming up in the next two weekends. And next Thursday, you have to spend all day with family and asking all kinds of questions about your job and why uh, – I'm projecting here – why why your mom or grandparents – or you your, haven't made your parents a grandparent yet. So it's going to be a long week. Take care of yourself. Practice self-care. But at the end of the day, a lot of big games everyone needs to show up for. So we're looking forward to it. Yep. 15 years ago today was the one versus 2 Michigan-Ohio State game. We could have a top six matchup if things play out that way, or top five even potentially this weekend. So, yeah, everybody enjoy the weekend. Follow us at thewolverine.com. $1 for an entire year, and we will see everybody over there.